Welcome to the Faith Mama Mondays podcast. I'm Dominique. I'm Ryan. And I'm Janice. And we're just three mamas who love God. We're not perfect and we mess up. A lot. But we have been called to a mighty work. Motherhood. We're on this journey with you. Yes, it gets messy. There are days you might cry. But we're here to remind you, you are not alone. We're in this together. Faith Mama Mondays is a place where we can connect, laugh, and even cry together. It's a beautiful community. Motherhood brought us together. Christ holds us together. Welcome to Faith Mama Mondays. Hello, 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 mamas. Welcome to another episode of Faith Mama Mondays. This is Jernice, and I am here with Dominique and Ryan, and we are so excited to continue with you guys yet another Monday as we're continuing to talk through about love. So let's go ahead and get started. We're going to open up in prayer, and then we are going to um, dig into this week's podcast, okay? So let us pray. Dear Lord, we just thank you, God, for the opportunity to learn about love and to receive from your Holy Spirit what you would have us mamas to understand about the importance of love. God, I just ask, Heavenly Father, that For everyone that is listening, Lord, that our hearts are open, our ears are open, and we're open to receive, God, what you are going to pour into us today, and it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray, amen. All right. Well, you know what time it is. It is time for the Mom Life Roll Call. This is the awesome time in the show where we get to share those mom life moments that sometimes make us laugh, they may make us cry, they may make us want to pull our hair out. Um, But whatever it makes you want to do, the truth behind it is that we are all moms and we all understand. So let's stand together in solidarity as we just share some stories of mom life. (laughs) I feel like I can make a whole episode by myself of stories. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So during the holiday break, uh, Brooklyn got to stay home with us uh, during the holiday break. So we're working on potty training. And... She's doing pretty good. She's at the place where she'll stay when she has to go, not every time, but a lot of times. And so there was a time where she told me she had to go. And she's also in this phase where she says yes to everything, like everything is just yes. So I have to use my better judgment if, if she's just saying yes to say yes or if she really has to go. So she told me she had to go potty. So I'm like, okay, do you really have to go? And she goes, yes. So I put her on the potty. And she goes poo-poo in the potty for the very first time. So I was Woo-hoo! excited. I was elated, screaming, jumping up and down. We did our, our potty routine. And then it hit me. I have never had to scoop poop out of the potty before. <laughs> and I was like, how do I do this? <laughs> I don't know what I'm supposed to do right now. Do I just reach in with my hand and grab it? Do I, like, put it under the faucet and try to run some water on it and, like, flush it down the toilet? Like, I had no clue as to what to do because this was the first time she pooed in the potty. So I'm just like, okay. <laughs> so... I grab some toilet paper, and I, like, cover my hand up, and, and I just, just reach in, scoop it out, and, like, dump it in the toilet. But then, like, 
you know, there's the aftermath of, like, cleaning out the actual potty after she used the bathroom in it. And I was just like, this is an experience, y'all. I, I, I really was like, I can deal with poop on my hand, like, changing diapers, but there was just something mentally about scooping it out of a toilet. It was just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's mom life for real. I understand. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Ryan, I'm just mm-hmm. happy you brought up poop again because I was feeling kind of depressed at the last couple of episodes. We hadn't had to talk about it. So thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sure there will be more poop stories to come. Yeah. You oh, know it. yeah. Well, I have one. It's not about poop, but stay tuned because it's always <laughs> stay tuned. <there. laughs> Mine is a little short one. But, guys, you know how you had those moments where they do things, your children do things, and it just touches your heart. So London and I were – laying in the bed, and all of a sudden she jumps up on top of my neck, and she hugs my neck really tight, and she, like, is the best hugger in, in, in the world. She's just so awesome. And then she looks at me, she says, you're the best mommy ever. And you guys almost rolled right on the floor because you've never said that to me before. <laughs> and then it was just like, what made you say that? And, like, you know, you know kids get older and they say stuff, you know, because they know it makes you feel some kind of way. But she said it, and there were, like, no strings attached. And I just felt like the Lord was just using her to speak to me. And, I mean, at that moment, guys, for the next at least five minutes, she could have did whatever she wanted to do, and she would have got away (laughs) with it because I was so touched. (laughs) That's so sweet. That is so awesome. Oh, mom life. Mom life is great. All right. Well, I have one, guys. My husband and I as crazy as we are, decided to go on a road trip um, over the holiday. And we went to Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, which is 13 hours away from where we live. Um, And we drove like crazy people with a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a 10-month-old for 13 hours. And um, so... uh, we get in, we actually ended up going after Christmas because my husband was like, I'm too tired, so which was probably a good decision. We get in the car, and we're driving. Now, guys, I think this is, like, a great thing that happened. We got, like, six hours into the trip before this started happening. Mommy, where are we? When are we going to get there? Where are we going? And then the the – famous one that was famous the whole rest of the trip, I want to go back home. And I kept saying, guys, if we turn around, we are going to travel the same amount of time to get back home. Like, they just could not understand. So then we get out of the car to go to, like, this pizza place for lunch. Oh, my goodness. You would think we released caged animals. They were everywhere. <laughs> they were, we were like, stop calling on that. Stop. No, don't move. And they were like, whoa, we're free. Oh, my goodness. And I told Steve, I said, when we come back, Steve, when we stop, we're stopping somewhere with a play place because expecting them to have any kind of sense after six or seven hours is just like torture. It was crazy. So to all those moms that make regular road trips with young children, my hats are completely off to you. All right. So we are jumping into the topic. We're continuing our discussion on love. And so if you tuned into the last episode, We talked about the foundations of love. You know, God really put it on my heart that the next progression of our discussion on love should be about loving ourselves. 
and how we go about doing that. I just kind of want to share a bit of a personal testimony about my journey to loving myself. I think this is such an important and powerful discussion, especially for us to be having this as moms, because I think as moms we pour out so much of ourselves to, you know, our children, to our spouses, to our friends, to our families. We wear so many different hats being women, and we're constantly in a place where we're pouring out love to other people. I think oftentimes we forget to love on ourselves. And so um, God really, really stretched uh, me in this area um, throughout my walk with him. I want to just share a little bit of kind of how I've grown into loving myself and embracing myself. Um, it's still a, I'm a complete work in progress. Back when I was 14 years old, I was into dance. I, I took ballet, tap, jazz, lyrical. I was dancing probably five to six days a week when I was younger. And I remember very vividly after a ballet class, my instructor wanted to talk to my mom. And so my mom comes in the studio and she's talking to my instructor and I'm kind of like off to the side, like, you know, putting my sweats and stuff back on. And she tells my mom that she needed to take me to Weight Watchers if I was ever going to be a serious dancer, that I needed to go to Weight Watchers. Mind you, I'm 14 years old. And that stuck with me for so long. I mean, it stuck to me like glue. After that, I um, developed an eating disorder. I would gorge myself and then purge and gorge myself and purge. And that probably continued for about two years after my instructor had this conversation with my mom. And and, um, I actually got caught by one of my cousins who blew the whistle, and, you know, I could hide it so well. I could hide it so well. I'd eat, and then I'd, I'd go to the bathroom and say I was going to take a shower, and I'd put the shower on, and then I would just purge. One time I was at my aunt's house, and, I, and my cousin walked in on me purging, and then she blew the whistle and told my family. And um, so from there, you know, we talked about healthy eating and healthy lifestyle and, and, and trying to transform me out of that eating disorder. And I shared that story with you guys because I think loving ourselves, for me, it it starts with body image. It starts with with a whole lot of things. Loving yourself encompasses a whole lot of things, but body image is definitely one of those places where I feel like I get stuck in loving myself. And so I want to open up the, the discussion tonight by asking you ladies, what challenges do you come across? What stops you from giving yourself love well that's good and man I know that testimony is oh, so powerful the one you share mine so I just want to first thank you for your willingness to be transparent um, and share yourself with us so as far as like what stops me um, or what gets in my way is like a hyper focus on all or every flaw I see in myself um, every time I see a flaw or every time I see something, oh, man, I should have done this better or I should have did this better and things like that, every single flaw I see, it's, like, magnified. It really does, like you say, it really does um, get in my way of loving myself. And I'm reminded of, like, last week when we talked about what love is and it's, like, uh, love is patient, love is kind and all that stuff. And I think about the moments where I'm so hyper-focused on my flaws 
I'm not patient with myself. I'm not kind to myself. And, you know, I can say some pretty mean things about myself in my own head and just kind of like what I call like reprimanding myself, which is not. It's kind of abusive. And so just that hyper-focus on my flaws, I, I would say, is really gets in my way. Yeah, and I have to agree with you, Dominique. Mine is um, very similar with my flaws. And I'll go a little deeper, too, and kind of talk a little bit about something that happened to me in my childhood. Like when I was growing up, I, you know, it's so funny because nowadays you don't think twice about it because you get braces and you call it a day, right? But I, my, the front, my front teeth were gapped, and I was so self-conscious, guys. Oh, my gosh. Like my smile as a whole was beautiful, beautiful smile. But that part right there me drove about me drove me crazy, and I was very self-conscious all the time. And between, I think it was that and my hair that would get me, because you know how it is, you know, back in the day. And we still do it nowadays, so I think um, now people have done a better job of embracing just their natural hair or however they want to be. But, oh, my goodness, like my edges needed to be straight, you guys. I mean, it had to be together, because if not, I didn't have good hair. And so I was so self-conscious about the things that I didn't think were just right or kind of, I guess, what society during that time um, mm-hmm. depicted as looking right or being accepted, that it caused me to not love me. I wasn't proud or happy. I couldn't see past those things that I think needed to be fixed in order for my appearance um, to be correct or for me to be accepted and loved by others. And I definitely didn't love myself because those things had to be right. And so it's so amazing how things happen to you um, in your childhood uh, that blossom into your adult life and we have to get past. But thank God we're having this podcast because I have a feeling that we're going to learn to love ourselves really soon. Amen. That, that's so good. I want to go ahead and read tonight's scripture. So we are reading from, uh, I'm going to read from Ephesians chapter 5, verse 29. And the scripture says, For no one ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and cherishes it, just as Christ does the church, because we are members of his body. So that was Ephesians chapter 5, verses 29 and 30 um, are what I read. And so as I was studying this, and I know this scripture specifically refers to, for no one has ever hated his own flesh, but nourishes and nourishes and cherishes it just as Christ does the church because we are members of his body. So when I was reading that, it brought me back to our last episode and how we talked about how we are made in the image of Christ and how um, the love of God dwells within us. And so it's like, how can we say all these, like you were saying, Dominique, you can say the meanest, harshest things about yourself how can we kind of defame ourselves in that way when we are made in Christ's image? It's almost like contradictory, right? So like we're mm-hmm. saying, God, I am you, you are a part of me, but because I'm not this perfect size, whatever size it is that I want to be, or, you know, my edges aren't straight all the time, or um, I have too many freckles on my face, um, whatever, whatever your um, whatever you perceive your flaws to be, how can we say we don't love that and embrace those things about ourselves when when we can say that you know God dwells within us? What are what are you guys' thoughts on this scripture? Oh man. Okay, so I'll be honest. 
the fact that you uh, brought this scripture up brings everything into perspective for me. When you first sent out that we were going to be talking about loving ourselves, I was like, hmm, that's great. I'm excited. But shouldn't we talk about loving God first? And I was just like, oh, well, God, you know, you're going to do this, what you're going to do. And then you brought up this scripture. And what I realized as you were reading it is you can't love God and not love yourself. Like, mm-hmm. you can't do it. Like, a lot of times it'll be like, oh, God, you're so awesome, blah, 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 and then you don't love yourself. And um, what I'm seeing here in this scripture is, like, as he's making the comparison from Jesus' relationship with the church, and that whole scripture is actually about marriage. So he's talking about how you should treat your spouse and all these things. Right. And he's talking about relationships. So it's like you actually cannot fully love and give yourself to God if you don't first recognize that who you are is in him. And therefore, loving yourself is a necessary a necessary step. Before you can even fully love God, you have to love and appreciate everything that he created you to be. And I'm like, whoa, I never thought of it like that until you read that scripture. So, Wow. Mm. Tina, it takes us back, Dominique, um, to what we're reading in the Faith Mamas group. So the Faith Mamas group we're reading in Genesis. And I couldn't understand why we started back at Genesis. And what great time to start back at Genesis when we were going to end up right here in Ephesians. This is awesome. So if you read the first part of Genesis, it talks about the creation. And it talks about how when God created, you know, man, and that's man and woman, you know, he made a, he said, hey, we're going to make them in our own image. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, we're going to make them in our, home, our, in our image. So he basically made us as a reflection of him. And so to your point, what you're saying here is if, I'm saying I love him, and, and if he made me to be like him, then mm-hmm. in order to love him, I have to love me because I'm made in his image. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's exactly it. And, and, you know, I'm going to have to go back and look because and, Strong's concordance blows my mind all the time, so I'm sure something is there about the word image <laughs> that's deeper than what I've read. <laughs> but mm-hmm. as I think about what we're talking about now and loving ourselves, like we are an image of the Father. So like you said earlier, Ryan, and then when you say out loud the straight edges things, it makes me laugh. Because look at the funny things the enemy will point out and make us think something's wrong with us. But anyway, you know, straight edges, kinky edges, coily edges, whatever, and all, you know, we're made in his image. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He made us. He did not make a mistake how he made us. There is not a, there is not a mistake in your, how you're made up whatever it is he did, like however you arrived here, none of those things are a mistake, none of them. You know, none of those things are a mistake, and God is so awesome, and he wants us to love that. Like, man, this is awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I wholeheartedly agree, agree with what you both are saying, and um, I think it's really important to note that, you know, to love every single part of you, to love the mind that God gave you, to love the eyes that God gave you, to love the body that your spirit of God dwells in, to love the way you speak, like to love, just to embrace and to truly love every part of you that God made, I think is what, you know, we're, what we're really trying to hone in on here. It's just so powerful because um, I, I, I think for me, a lot of my earlier, I would say, a lot of my earlier perceptions of myself were absolutely influenced by, you know, media and entertainment and even, you know, friends and and a lot of the the outside, the worldly influences 
should we categorize them as, the, the worldly influences are definitely kind of where I, I took my cues from in terms of how I'm supposed to love myself. But what I love so much about God is that, you know, he's, he's called us into this loving relationship and, and, you know, he's put his spirit within us. And I think that it's so important. It's, it's just to like reiterate kind of what you already talked about, Dominique, is that in order to be successful in any other type of loving relationship, whether that's marital, you know, maternal friendships, um, you know, relationships with your parents, your family, we have to learn how to love ourselves so that we can truly say that we love God. And then that love transcends into all the other relationships that God um, has for us to be in. This is so good. Like, the timing is perfect. Everything about it is so good. And one of the things that I'm noticing is for a long time, I had been wanting to, like, kind of, uh, I guess I've been kind of looking at it wrong when I think about loving myself. I was thinking about it as, like, liking myself, which that's necessary as well. I'm not saying that it's not. But like liking myself or feeling a certain type of way about my appearance or feeling a certain type of way um, about myself. Uh, But the more we talk about love, the more I realize it's about how I treat myself and the actions that I do. So, for instance, like being patient you know, with myself and being patient with what God has placed inside of me and, and um, being patient with all the things that God is trying to do and not trying to rush and do this or be this right now and then also being kind to myself. Like, what does that look like? The same kind things to myself, like the same kindness that I would want to treat somebody else with. It's like, do you need to do that to yourself? Like, this is an important part of loving yourself is being kind to yourself. And another thing is, I think of what what I'm eating, like so much stuff. It's like, are you being kind to yourself with the food that you're introducing your body to? Are you being kind to yourself with the entertainment and the music that you're introducing yourself to? Or is it taking you down a spiral of sadness? Like, are you being kind to yourself? And then also, like, it talks about, like, not envying and not boasting and things like that. Are you championing one part of yourself over another part of yourself? Like, oh, you know, at least I could do this and then trying to, like, it, you're kind of putting two parts of yourself against one another. It's like, I like this part of me, but oh, this part of me, blah, blah, blah. And it's kind of like, you know, it's an interesting relationship that I've been having with myself for for a while, and I'm just thinking about this concept of loving myself and the activity that we did last week and the conversation that we have now. It also says that it doesn't love doesn't rejoice at wrongdoings, but rejoices with truth. It makes me, like, think about myself. Like, am I rejoicing when I'm doing things to to negatively affect my body? Like, am I rejoicing in wrongdoings or am I rejoicing in truth? Am I being honest with myself? Like, am I being honest about the times where I need to, you know, stop giving out so much of me, you know? Am I being honest about the times where I'm burning out or am I like, oh, no, you know, pushing that to the side and lying to myself, right, and mm-hmm. and pretending like it's all good? It's like, no, we actually need to rejoice in truth. Are you being truthful and honest to yourself first before, you know, you go and serve and you go and minister to and you go and pour into all these people all around? Like, how are you treating yourself and why is that so important it's because god gave you you first before he gave you anyone else he gave you you first in and 
when I start thinking about that, I kind of get a little misty-eyed because um, whew, when I'm thinking about that, it's like God gave you you as a gift to yourself. Like God was like, you're so awesome that I'm going to give you an opportunity to get to know you like I know you. Mm. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. That's so good. That's so good. You know, I see, so I see um, a Christian counselor for my mental health maintenance um, about once or twice a month. And one of the things that we talk about in our sessions often is being authentic to myself. And sometimes it's a hard thing to do because, like, like you said, Dominique, sometimes it really takes us takes you to a place where you have to step back and say, is what I just said to myself, like, is that being kind? Is what I just ate today, is that being kind to my body? Um, You have to take a step back and do that, like, self-evaluation. But it's like what we always talk about is when you are authentic to who God made you to be, then you can be authentic in every other loving relationship that you enter into. But it has to start with the authenticity of you knowing you. And I think it's so brilliant and and perfect to what you said, Dominique, about loving yourself the same way that God loves you. Man, when I hear all this, I'm just like, where do I start? You know, I don't know if anyone else who listen is thinking the same thing. I'm like, this all sounds great. So where in the world do I start to make sure I'm loving myself? Because, you know, I feel we, um, I feel one, the hope in all this is, guess what, we're wired for this. We were made for this. So we were made for it. We were just born into conditions that hit those things and kind of tried to make it seem unattainable. But we were born for this, you know. Mm -hmm. And so it kind of makes me say, all right, so now how do I kind of get back to, like, factory reset? Because I was born for this. So let me figure out how do we, like, factory reset and align with um, the way God originally planned for us to love ourselves. And I'm not saying, you know, by all means, if God has given you guys an answer, let's answer. But if not, then I definitely want us to pray about it because I believe there's a way that he wants to reset us because this wouldn't have come up if he didn't have a way for us Mm. to start this journey and get back. So I I actually think that's a really good segue into – one of the activities that, or the activity that I came up with um, for this discussion, the activity that I want to introduce is all about self-affirmations. And I did this activity for myself um, when I was in a really, really um, low place in terms of my self-esteem probably about, probably like eight years ago. And so what I did was... um, I took some post-it notes, and I wrote down all the things that I liked and or loved about myself. And they were anything from physical on the outer shell of me to um, things that were in my heart. And I wrote those things down, and I wrote one every single day, and I started to put them up on my bathroom mirror. So whenever I wake up in the morning, I would go, you know, do my morning routine in the bathroom. And as I'm doing that, I would say those affirmations out loud. I am beautiful. I am kind. I am smart. I am intellectual. I am articulate. Just whatever those things I wrote down, 
I would say those things and speak those things out loud. You know, the Bible tells us to um, speak life into ourselves. And one of my one of my favorite songs, um, I think it's by like Tri City Singers, is one of the songs um, about encouraging yourself. And I, I truly think that um, speaking affirmations over yourself is one way to retrain and reshape the way we see ourselves. So I want to challenge you mamas out there who are listening uh, today to either get some post-it notes or, or put, put it down in a journal, whichever way works best for you. But um, every day for the next seven days, I want to challenge you ladies to write positive affirmations about yourself and speak them out loud. Every single day, if you want to write down two a day, one a day, however many you can come up with, speak them out loud. First, write them down. Then put them in a place where you can see them um, every day, where you, it's a daily reminder. And then speak those things over yourself. And I really, truly believe that that will start to help us reframe and, and reshape the way that we, we think about ourselves, the way that we speak to ourselves. And it'll help us in those moments where we need to uh, self-evaluate. Is what I just said, am I being kind to myself? Am I being patient with myself? That is definitely what I struggle with all the time uh, mm-hmm. about being patient with myself. So I want to I challenge you ladies to do that activity this week and um, see what kind of a difference that it makes in your life. Man, that's so good. And I, um, there are some I know that have done affirmations before, and I want to push anybody that's done affirmations before, I want to push you even further. And if there are some areas of your life or of yourself that you find that you are not loving yourself in those areas, I want to encourage you to write those down and ask God, okay, God, this is how I see it. Show me what you see. And then write what it is that drops in your spirit and, and write what it is that God gives you or find a scripture, whatever, however he does it, and write what God sees. Um, because in, this, in the love scripture, it talks about, in Corinthians, it talks about love does not insist on its own way. So a part of loving ourselves is being able to relinquish all of those thoughts that are not kind and being able to relinquish all of those thoughts that are not true and not to insist on our own way of thinking but to relinquish those thoughts and take on God's way of thinking. And I'm going to push them a step further. We're going to go three steps. This Amen. is awesome. I'm so excited, <laughs> right? So you're going to even take this with the affirmation, because I believe, Dominique, you said it before in a previous podcast, and it made a difference to me because, you know, we can say affirmations and you can say it and not mean it, right? Okay, so let's be real. You can't say I am kind while you're throwing a rock at somebody. That is not kind. So let's not do that. We don't believe that, okay? So when you say these things, let's ask God to help us to believe what we're saying because you can say it all day, but if you don't believe it, you're just talking. Now, don't get me wrong. Words can still impact your environment and what's around you because it's a gift, you know, we've been made in the image of our Father, and he used words for creation, so they matter. But I believe that um, – Belief is something he's also showed us that matters a lot, too. And so when we say we believe, you know what, how I've been using it now is like when I believe, that means I'm taking God's hand and I'm inviting him into my life and we're walking together into this affirmation that I'm speaking because I need his help 
to hold on to it. Because my thing is I have stuff written all over my house. Like if you come to my house, I have words on doors and everything. But what I found is like, okay, the word on the door does nothing. Even me walking by it and reading it and being like, ah, you know, sounds good, does nothing. But if I'm like, okay, God, I'm going to hold your hand. And you know what? I believe that I am beautiful. Mm. Something's going to happen there a little differently. I'm going to start seeing myself. I have, I've done, you know, started seeing myself a little bit different. And for me, a big one is I believe I'm smart, you know. And so what happens is I'm, I'm saying that, and I'm like, wait, you created me this way. And all of a sudden, you're going to start noticing things happen a little different in your eyes. The places where you felt dumb, as you're starting, and felt dumb, you shouldn't even feel that way. I shouldn't even say it because you shouldn't even feel it. But if you feel it, you know, you're going to notice if you're saying, wait, I, I believe I'm smart. You know, I have insight. I have heavenly insight and to the one who knows everything. And so I believe he's going to show me how to solve whatever problem I have in front of me. And it's amazing what happens when you believe. And the belief part is, remember, you're not believing in yourself alone. You're believing in God with you, that you're in partnership, and he is holding your hand, and you guys are walking into whatever it is that you need to affirm in your life. Amen. Man, okay, I'm so sorry. This is so good. I swear. One more thing. This is so good. When you were talking to your niece and when Ryan, I believe that God wants us to really use these affirmations and to really do it well. And if you are out there and you're like, man, there's not a lot of things that I believe I am. And God was showing me, you don't have to. He says, what you can say is, I believe you made me beautiful. Mm, I believe you made me smart. Mm. Um, Because now you're putting the responsibility in God's bucket. Um, There's nothing that you could do to deserve it. There's nothing that, that, you know, you can do to to have this title, but it's, it's like, God, you made me. I believe you made me unique, God. I believe you made me. Um, And so, like, really taking on the understanding of how God made So it's like, even if, you know, it reminds me of the scripture where uh, uh, Jesus said, do you believe I can do this? And the, the guy was honest. He said, I believe that you believe. He was like, look, I'm just going to attach <laughs> my faith to you because I believe you believe. That's where I am right now. Mm-hmm. So if right now, you know, you're hearing these things and, and it's like, well, I believe I am. I don't even know. That's okay. Attach it to God. I believe you made me. God, even if I can't see it right now, I believe that you made me beautiful. I believe that you made me this. Whatever God is giving you, you made me this, God. I believe you made me this way. Um, I believe that you believe. It's sometimes how you have to stand with God. God, I believe that you Mm -hmm. believe, even if I'm not there yet. Girl, now that's a stock tip right here. That's a stock tip. For everybody looking to invest in something, you're going to get a return for sure. I'm like, that's the best tip I've heard. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Amen. So good. That is so powerful. Wow. Well, um, so we're getting close to our time, and I really hate to end this discussion um, because this has really, truly been so powerful. Um, I'm super excited uh, for what God is doing in, in all of your lives, in my life. So if, Dominique, could you pray us out? Sure. Oh, Lord God, first and foremost, we've just got to say thank you, God. 
We just say thank you, Lord God, that you literally in 2018, the first podcast of 2018, you shut down the program and you said, no, it's time for you to love yourself. God, I thank you so much, Lord God, that you have seen the abuse that we inflict on our own self, Lord God, and you saw fit to stop it from happening and say, it's time to stop. It's time to love who I created. It's time that you love and see who you are through my lens and through my eyes. It's time for you to respect and love the woman that I created you to be. So, God, I thank you so much for for interrupting whatever program we thought we had going on or however we thought we were going to love someone else today. And you showed us, God, you showed us that we need to love ourselves. God. We thank you so much. And Father, right now, we just thank you, God, for you being willing to give us us, Lord God. Give us the opportunity to get to know us the way you do, Lord God, and give us the opportunity to love us the way that you do, Father. We are so grateful and thankful that you gave us one of your most beloved children, which is ourselves, and I am so grateful, Lord God. Right now, I just have to say thank you, Lord God. I have to say thank you, Father God, for what you've done. God, I'm so grateful so grateful. Lord God, I pray for all of the moms out here. I pray for all the moms, God, as you begin to do a work in our heart, Lord, that you would show us who you made us to be, Lord God, that you would show us all the nooks and crannies, Lord God. And I, God, I just pray that you would put your vision of us on our eyes. Lord, let us see ourselves through your lenses, Father. Let us love ourselves like you do, Father God, and not because we deserve it, Lord God, not because we're so awesome and we deserve all this stuff, but, God, because we're important to you, and this is how you want us to treat ourselves, God. And we can't say we love you and not treat ourselves with the love that you need us to. So, Father, teach us. Show us. Guide us on how to love us, Father. And, Lord God, I pray for any moms out there that are having a particularly difficult time with this message, that are having a particularly difficult time loving themselves, Father God. Lord God, I pray that you give them dreams, you give them visions, Father God. Lord God, that you begin to just flood them with the picture of who they are in you, God, and flood them with the love that you have already for them and teach each and every one of us, Lord God, how to love like you do. In Jesus' name, amen.